Welcome to this week's episode of the Big Eyes Podcast. I'm your host, LJ. We got a man, AD, we got a loaded week, bro. We got a loaded week. You know, my, my catchphrase is always like, it's sweaty. Like, this was a sweaty ass <laughs> week. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. <laughs> Hey, man, and with this with this sweaty week that we got, that is a, that is a wild catch for <laughs> With this sweaty, sweaty week Because it's always got, for the heat, had, bro. We had, a, we, had, we had to call in the homie. We had to call in the homie. He, you know, he's posted on the Section 8 block. You know, he, he, he hasn't left. He hasn't left the block, bro. But I never leave the block, bro. I'm stupid. He's stupid, bro. He don't leave the block. Man, shout out to my guy Sid for pulling up on us. What up, Sid? How you doing today, bro? I'm doing great, bro. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm always happy to be here, bro. Like I, like we just talking about it's it's family, it's love. I I love it here. My niece was just born, so now it just feels like I have another two brothers just to bring into the family. So like Man. I'm happy. I'm out at this pool party. I'm with so, a socially distanced pool party, by the way. Just for just for any of the listeners who might. <laughs> <laughs> As you should, as you should. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad to be able to talk to y'all. We talk every day at this point because, like I said, we're family. But like, I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's, it's a, it's a big week in anime, bro. Like, I've, I've been waiting for, for anime to come back. Nothing has been posting in terms of anime. A lot of manga has been delayed two, three weeks. So now that we kind of got, like, eighty percent of the full slate of things that we all like as a collective group. This this is a good time. We're we're in a good space right now. Definitely, definitely. I mean this this week is eulogy week, bro. This week's eulogy week, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah, like you said, not even low key, high key, bro. People were getting man, uh, bro. People were getting popped off this week. I you I know, think it made sense though. It made sense. It made sense in a lot of ways. We we needed this. I mean, come on. They've been they've been gone for how long? I mean, it's been what two weeks? It's been two, two weeks, weeks and a half. And, two and a, two and a half. And then before that, it was another two weeks. So shit, like we we were we were dude we were old this week. We were old this week because you know y'all take them long breaks. And if you came back with some mid, I would have been on here talking. I would have been talking reckless. I've been on here talking mad reckless about Shonen Jump. <laughs> they came back with some with some trash, bro. But no, we we got a lot of we got a lot of great chapters. You know, Sid, you're here, so I guess I guess we will start. <laughs> I guess I guess we will start. Yeah, Doctor Stone. Doctor Stone gives yes. a QB one. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the floor is yours. QB one. <laughs> <laughs> a new a new QB one steps on the field. A new QB one steps and, on the field. For reference, our names in the chat. I'm not going to count <laughs> one of them. One is Chrome Heart Tags, and the other is Chrome QB one. If y'all listen, the last time I was up here, y'all niggas would know. It was Senku Brady. <laughs> I'm Senku High. I I know Senku is Tom Brady. I really do, but I think he's so much bigger than that. But now. Now the other LJAD, y'all might have my number here. Y'all understand that that it might be the system, bro. My my guy Chrome. Uh this this weekend uh in Jimmy Dr. G. Oh. He's Jimmy G, bro. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy G. He's um, yeah. Just uh, like no, oh my man. You you got man. the you got you got it, bro. You got it. Right? You got it. <laughs> you got it. Okay. 
So for those who are caught up with Dr. Stone, I'm going to put the spoiler right here. If you're not up, if you're not caught up with Dr. Stone, stop what you're doing. Stop listening to the Big Eyes podcast and go back, read from wherever it took off from the manga or from the anime. I think it's chapter 53. And now start. So now we know our guys, they're in America. They came to America and, and they're looking for corn. Corn somehow makes it to gas and gas makes, uh, makes gasoline for the people who are trying to get to the moon. And now Senku has been shot. Senku is he he's on the he's on deathbed right now. He's singing he's singing many men right now. Once he, once he gets back, it's over. Hey over. over. Fifty cent Senku. Fifty cent Senku. Um, That's what yo, next time I come up <laughs> next time I come up to the podcast, I'm fifty cent Senku. Oh my god. Hey man, listen, listen, bro. Senku Senku did. Hey, listen, bro. Senku took one from the homies. I will I will I will will give him that. I mean, he got mad cop talk. He's mad he's (laughs) mad (laughs) undercover talk. But he he took a bullet for the homies. And I will I will respect him for that. It's crazy because, like, like real quick, it's crazy because it's like, damn, you would think, like, for the spoiler alert part, you would think that, like, oh, he can, like, get revived because, you know, they turned themselves to stone. Like, Sukasa turned himself to stone, but they can't because that shit's out of juice. So now he's really, like, at death's door. It's like, oh, shit, this is a race against time. Like, what are we going to do? Who, who's going who, who's gonna to step up? And that boy, Chrome. That boy Chrome coming off the bench. Coming off the bench. He's like, bro, it's your time to shine. You the only one. You got to make the plays. You know the audibles. You know the playbook, son. You got this. I can't wait. I can't wait, dog. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm going to give – I'm I'm not even going to hold you. I'm going to give Chrome so much more love than Senku. Hey, if he really starts taking his team to the – hey, if he takes his team to the championship, dog, Chrome is getting there. (laughs) Hey, listen, Crow's Crow getting so much more love for me than Sinkle. Listen, bro. Right. It's literally Tom Brady winning the five rings and saying, nah, it's a system. Chrome comes in and wins four games. Now you're just like, nah, 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 nah. Chrome, nah. <laughs> yeah, did you miss the five rings? No, I didn't miss the five rings. There was a system in place. <laughs> listen, bro. Chrome, listen, man. Chrome, Chrome's known for push, doing one job, dog. Chrome is known for doing one job. All right. Then, and seeing his, seeing his development to become QB1. Yes. Like you, you, you yes. got to respect. You gotta respect it. You gotta respect Chrome because he he put in the work. He put in the work for this starting spot. Like out of everyone there, man. And you know, to to be real, I mean, you you've always known that he's gonna step up. He's gonna be the next guy after Senku went down. Um, but but to be real, there was a moment where there were so many other characters kind of doing their thing where you're like, shit. I mean, maybe can he? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You was gonna you ask like where where's Chrome fit in or all this? And now that a, a lot of people have gotten kind of add towards Doctor Stone with the manga, which I completely understand. But now it's it, it kind of adds new life to Doctor Stone yeah. because now you have a whole different person, and there are so many different barriers that that have come across and have come up while Chrome has been QB one. Like so, like they didn't know how to read or write prior to. To just now, but somehow Chrome enough has picked up enough to kind of 
make the drawings and do everything that Senku has been doing and even to to a point of success and then it's been other people as well kind of going into what his chrome has been doing and so like 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 y'all said bro it's it's one of those moments where like where like you know Senku is the main character you almost expect this but when chrome comes into the picture now you're like okay this is a completely different ride than where i was before like chrome learned science as science was happening Senku didn't have that Senku knew science way before definitely and um i mean like i said and then that's that's why it chrome is that's why i'm happy to see him in the spot and that's why i said i'm gonna give him much more praise when we first meet chrome think about the first time we meet him dog he was a rock collector he was a rock collector <laughs> Bro, he was, bro, he, listen, Sickle would, would just be like, bro, you're dumb. You're here for just muscle. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're here yeah. for just muscle. And, like, that's what his role was. That's what he, the role that he had to play. And to see him now, bro, to see him now just be like, fuck it, I'm going to take charge. I think the one of the best moments in there is when he um he asked a girl, like, uh, don't know they were they're questioning him like why why is the girl gonna be the one to watch Senko and he's like fuck it she may be a spy but fuck it she's the one that stepped up to the job and like this is where we gotta put our trust in and to see him like have to make that tough decision uh, to see him just to really be the one to take the lead the one to 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 make those no like you said them them last minute audibles for them to yeah. get to where they need <laughs> to be master of audibles <laughs> the, master, the master of audibles but like to see him get to that point is. That's the that's the best shit like right now. Um no. I was about to say, I kinda think like it he was always gonna be just to that point. And I think most recently, even before that, when they were doing the voyage and they were talking about like the Vikings filler chapter or whatever like that, and they're like, yes. bro, how did Vikings come through this storm? How did they do that? And he's like, Oh, I remember and he runs back and you know he's been in the field for since for the longest time. So like he runs in and he goes to find this random stone and he like shines it up in the sky and is like, Oh, when these two uh lights are the same like brightness or whatever like that, that means the sun is over there. And it's like, oh shit, like that's how we could find the sun and like get our way to America quicker. This man found a sunstone, like out of out of his own instinct, from stuff that he like he he learned the playbook from Sinku, but at the same time, like he had that natural instinct as a kid. And like it's just amazing to see him evolve up to this point for him to get his shot. Cause it Chrome is that nigga. I ain't even gonna hold you. Chrome is that nigga, dog. Like Yeah, so it's 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 funny. Um this week I actually got reminded of like what it was like to kind of just be a child and do things. Um, for those who don't know me, I, I work with kids. I, I teach, I go summer camp, I, I do all that. So inevitably I get babysitting offers. And uh, my, my young boy who I've been with him for four years now, he's now uh, 11, he learned how to juggle. He, yeah, he learned how to juggle while in the pandemic. And so he came up to me, he was like, yo, look, look what I can do. And I was like, why would you want to learn that? And then I remembered, like, yo, he's 11 years old. Like, there, there's no limit on learning anything when you're 11 years old. So when you see Chrome just saying, like, yo, like, let me just hold this rock at a different angle. Or let me let me do anything that's not conventional what you do with rocks. You kind of just sit there and you're the like, box. yo. Exactly. He's, he's just being a child when it comes to Senku's adult. And so it just makes it just makes it so much cooler when you can see that development in your actual life, whether whether it's you having kids or whether it's your babysitting or a teacher, anything like that, just to have that curiosity and development is one of those things where you're like, yo, this is this is an absolutely beautiful moment for 
for anime for manga just because you you don't know you like you don't know what's going to happen next because they're thinking outside of the box but because they're thinking outside of the box there's a limitless amount of possibilities for this character to go and it just makes you so much like it makes you feel good in on the inside like it, it makes you feel like a feel-good moment it feels like the brady bunch almost or full house yeah, yeah. I think definitely. I think also like in addition to that, I think that's what this whole arc is encompassing of because you see like the antagonist is somebody who was a mentor to Sinku and he was just like he was a NASA guy or whatever. So it, you, he sees like okay, I, there's only one person who I know thinks like this, and if we take him out, their whole society is gonna crumble. But you know, Sinku's whole philosophy is no science is about like it, getting more people into like these ideas of thinking outside the box and creativity at its finest. And you have all of these people who specialize in different things, like the uh, girl from uh, Xenocide is it was a nurse practitioner or she was like a nursing student, and then you have like all of these other people who like specialize in different things. The, their driver. Uh, in this latest chapter, the dude <laughs> Taiju hops out the whip and he's like, "What's up?" Like, I need- <laughs> that man hop out the whip. He's just like, "Hey, man, like, I know y'all spies or whatever like that, but like, you know, we ain't really finna do nothing to her. So I just need to like head this way, and you know, I just need somebody to come with me. So you trying to catch a ride? And he chased the black dude. Black dude lost in the fight. I can't believe that, but that's a whole another story. But hey, racial <laughs> angle, racial angle. Hey, no, nah, they already support cops. Let's, let's talk about it. They already support cops. Let's talk about it. But that shit hurt. Hey, you see, hey, hey, you see I'm seeing hey, y'all quiet. Right. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm not on record saying it, but in the Stone World only, blue lives may be kind of okay. Not, they don't oh. matter. They don't matter. They don't matter. They don't matter. But the one blue life that is there, I understand why they're there. <laughs> Technically, there's a second blue life because there's that other guy who's like the the security guard, who is the sniper. I don't like him. Oh I can't no! Trust fuck that guy. them. Blue lives don't matter. <laughs> nah, in America, blue lives don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We good. We good. We got the full circle. All right, we can move. We can move. Hey, bro. No, 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 no. So, so being so being someone who who studies who studies like homogenous culture and shit like that. Because like I said, the last time I was up here, my degree, my four year college degree, you heard me <laughs> twice. <laughs> you better let them know. Hey, listen, it's the name of the, it's the episode title. I even gave you the moment to shine. <laughs> no, fuck title. you. No, 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 fuck you. Cause you're, you're being an asshole. I know you, you're friends. I know you, I know you're being an asshole. Fuck you. <laughs> Oh my god. In terms of the culture of of homogenous culture where everyone looks alike, it's not America, it's not the melting pot. The police may be somewhat useful in a culture where everyone kind of looks the same. So there might be a lot of reasons to cancel me with that, but I'm telling I'm letting you know now that homogenous culture is is all through is all through the world. And America is a very special place in that regard. But yeah. In in Japan, where the the culture is not homogenous, I understand how the police take up and take up places and take up spaces and everything like that. And so, like like you guys said, it's very interesting to see how people move. Like when I see the nurse who helps everyone and doesn't really care about sides, I think about Clara Barton in the Civil War. I think about how uh, they they're going both sides. If someone's hurt, you keep going, you keep going, you keep healing. And that kind of just adds a whole, that kind of just adds a whole different aspect to Doctor Stone that wasn't really there before. No, yeah, it's, that, it's that extra layer yeah. of humanity. 
No, nah, definitely. Um, you know, and I think AD, you made you actually kind of tweeted this. Um, you're just talking about how Dr. Stone has, you know, you first start reading it, it's very science based. Um, you know, you're really worried about the science behind things and now how it has shifted from outside of just even yeah. science. Uh just the cultural things, um, you know, the historical references, just there's a bunch of things in there now that is just encompassing a lot more. And I that's I really do like that about Dr. Stone is how how it just continues to become a fuller story. Um, no, even this I like no one another thing I like that they do is I like how they have these chapters centered around them trying to make like one tool. Uh but while they're trying to make this one tool, they are also telling this kind of bigger story that's going on around them. Like this story, like this chapter is really just about them <laughs> using a drill. <laughs> like they're really getting to the point of it. Like it's about them trying to uh, attempting to use a drill. And but while they're trying to tell us you no know, this story about using a drill, once again, we're which is where we're gonna give Chrome all his love. You see, Chrome have to continue to make hard decisions. He has to do things and, and take this leadership role in which probably it is not easy for him. This is not an easy moment for him because he, you know, throughout this time he has, he has done, he's just the best person taking orders. That's what he's really been. He's been the best guy kind of taking orders and being able to kind of pitch in when he can. And now it's kind of like, Oh shit. He's the, he's, he's really top dog. Now he's a guy calling the shots. He's the guy that's like really, you know, you know, he's, he's, calling no running the offense and, and now we got to see him move in such a different light and to see him this chapter really step into that role make that make these tough decisions while at the same time these things is trying to use a drill <laughs> oh, <laughs> is no it's dope it is really dope and like man we we got to give chrome mr chrome heart tags himself we got mr, <laughs> mr. chrome heart tags is crazy this week on the big eyes podcast Let's say is Chrome Big Eye certified? Like we we can't slander him anymore. It's Chrome. I haven't slandered him anyway. <laughs> but I'm making sure y'all two are in the same wave that I am. Because if y'all slander Chrome, I gotta shoot back. I, I have to. <laughs> Chrome Chrome is un Chrome for now is unslanderable. Okay, yeah. cool. Chrome Chrome is gonna Just be making there. sure we're all in the same place. There's probably like four people on Senku's crew that I could slander, but like I think they deserve to slander. But like everybody else is good. Chrome is especially like top tier. I can't slander him. No. Yeah, no. Senku uh, is I, not slander proof though. I'm just I'm gonna please I'm gonna remind y'all this okay, Senku okay, is not okay. So so when I came here when I came here last time and I talked about how, how Senku was slander proof Senku was like OJ Simpson almost. Oh just my like, god. <laughs> I don't think we wanna Senku go this route. <laughs> no, I wanna go this route, I want the smoke. I, I studied law, we're good. Let's go. We're really good. As much as O.J. Simpson got off because of... I'm not even going to say O.J. Simpson didn't do it. But O.J. Simpson, if you hear this, hit my line. We we have to talk, bro. I, I want to know you. O.J., do not call the Big Eyes podcast, damn it. <laughs> no. <laughs> call call Section 8, no juicy. Call, call Big Section 8, bro. No, <laughs> Our lines are closed. Our lines are closed, bro. Our lines are closed to O.J. Simpson. Listen, sir, You, I hope you... I'm happy you got your stuff back. That's what I got to say. <laughs> like, you got your stuff back. There's like three athletes I don't want to smoke with. It's OJ Simpson, it's Bo Jackson, and it's Mike Tyson. Them three I don't want no smoke with, so don't touch us. That's All a right. good list. No, I like that. That's a very good list. That's a very fair list. Right. If we're, we're going to talk about people we want smoke with, though, we got to we gotta go. We got to hop into this, this month's chapter. 
a Dragon Ball Super. We want instead you, you're a guest on the show once again. We're talking super. We're talking super. I don't. This is you're the guest, but this is still our show. All right. So listen, you right. do what you so, signed up for. Okay. So for the sake of the show, I'm gonna chill out. But I, <laughs> I want you to know the best promo I've ever cut in my life. I've cut like four promos in my life. The best one was on Big Eyes talking shit about DBS. And just to say, I I love DBS. I will watch DBS every week, and I will read Dragon Ball Super every month. I love it. It's like I I want the satisfaction of ending my childhood the right way. Like like if I have a child and they get into anime and manga and they're still reading Dragon Ball, I think something is wrong there. Like I I shouldn't be doing this anymore. But me personally, as much as I slander DBS, I fuck with DBS. So we so we can talk about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, this week, you know, uh, someone someone had to smoke for for Moro to this week, yeah. and yeah. it it was a character in which I don't Literally. have much love for. I don't <gasps> care about them. I I, I yeah I, I don't I don't really? think they have ever. I don't I don't okay. like or dislike. I I just don't care. Like, do you, do you really care about the hyperbolic time chamber? I care. I care about him just a little bit, just for that that interaction. Not just the interaction, but like what he meant to Goku and the greater part of the story. Because I think not just him being like him being there wasn't just like a simple thing. It's a more if they tell this story, it's a greater thing that could lead into the next arc. That's what I feel like. So I care so about him just is, a little bit. So the thing is, to me, until Piccolo, Dragon Ball Z never really cared about the next arc. So I, like I could I could I could definitely agree with that. I could yeah. definitely agree <laughs> with that. So I, like when they left when they left Namek, for example, the next arc wasn't really I, I don't think it was really cared for. I think it was a possibility and I think that it's good to go back to Dragon Ball, it's good to recall your sources, but I don't I don't think Dragon Ball Z has ever really cared for the next arc. Otherwise things wouldn't be written the way they are. <laughs> Like, I, I kind of, I, I think soup, like, not, no, I think cell, the cell arc into like Boo was a little bit cared for. I think because we were like, Gohan is here, Goku is dead. How will Gohan grow up? Like, well, now we see like fucking Gohan was a simp and he like didn't grow out to the way that we thought he would. But <laughs> I'm great saying hi. I'm great saying man hi. I am. I mean, I, I am, am too, oh, but I, I'm great saying man. I'm great saying man hi. No, I love great saying man. I, I, I'm not even gonna hurt. I'm not even gonna hold you. I, at first, I thought you said because he called him a simp, and then you said great say a man, but I thought you said Drake say a man, and so I was like, <laughs> "Yo, you really went. You really took it there. You really took it there." I was man. Listen, I thought you. I thought you called this man Drake say a man. I was gonna say, "Wow, this is where we're going with this episode." I see. Hey, bro. After last night, cry later. Drake is slander proof for at least another two months, at least. Oh my god. So, so don't look my way. My family's light skin. <laughs> nah, nah. Drake is home. Oh Drake is God. home. <laughs> but <laughs> this episode is definitely off the rails. <laughs> we, we're, I know we're my all girlfriend over is Jewish. My <laughs> girl is Jewish. So when eventually we have kids, I'm I'm pushing you're gonna, out. You're pushing having out Drake Drake's. CDs. Yeah, you're. Nah, you, we pushing out Drake CDs. <laughs> <laughs> all take care, children. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but for those who don't know, man, we are talking about Miris who pulls up and you know he 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 handles he controls the situation. That's what he does. He's not there to truly like 
he's not there to really kind of turn the tide in a sense. He's just there to kind of control it, to make sure things don't go way too far because it was looking very bleak for the Z fighters. I'm talking about this, Goku got a hole in his chest. No, Vegeta's donezo. No, the rest of the Z fighters, I mean, they even if they were at full health, you already know that they aren't really changing and or doing anything. Um, you know, so you know, Mirrors pulls up and he has to, you know, he's like, listen, I'm gonna I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna help y'all escape. I'm gonna help y'all escape real quick. Dende, you gonna do your thing. Shout out to Dende, man. Came Shout out to Dende. Clutch. The white mage. Dende is the white he mage. He did come through. Shout out DBC I'm glad he did. <laughs> man, listen, he uh listen, man, he came through. He had all the listen, he had all the sensu beans, he had all the bandages. He had all the uh, he had the, all the tussin. He went over there. It was like Russell tussin on it. <laughs> it was like Russell tussin on it. Y'all be straight. Came there with the a put Vicks on the bottom of their feet. Put the socks on. <laughs> put some peroxide on these niggas. Just like Shh. man, listen, bro, listen. He came through with all the remedies. Um, and you know we see we see Miris in battle, and as we all know that Miris is an angel. He um, no, Miris is an angel. He so he he can't even be here. Like that's the yeah. thing. He's not yeah. even supposed to be here. Uh, you know, he so you know, he's there and I know this this chapter, this is why, man, this is why I don't really care about mirrors. Is because they introduce him, they they introduce that he's an angel, and then he just disappears. You know, he just disappears, he's not there. No one really talks about him after the sense of after him training Goku. Then he comes back up and then finally we get this like backstory of Oh, now I, you know, being with humans and trying to figure out these, no, this world and this universe, uh, I found a sense of justice. And now I feel that this is my duty and my job to, to handle this. And after we kind of learn this, you know, he has this like internal, um, like realization, he disappears again. <laughs> so I'm just like, what the, so what the? Listen, I was so like, what to the- me, it's it's um it, it's kind of funny, just be just because I I think of uh I think back into Goku Black and uh, yeah I, I don't even know I don't even know Zamasu Zamasu I was gonna I, say I was thinking I was thinking Zenitsu from uh from from Demon Slayer <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> all, Which all I the miss. Z names be looking alike there's only but so many sounds you can make with the Z like that's true definitely definitely yeah. But yeah, I was I was thinking of uh, Zamasu and how his position against human race was. Uh, he watched it happen. He saw Dino- he, he saw everything happen when it comes to the human race, and just said, "I don't think this is for me." Which is, I I think just to ha- just to pose that juxtaposition when it comes to Dragon Ball Super, I think it does add a new layer that hasn't really been there for Dragon Ball or Kira Toriyama since Dragon Ball. I like I don't I don't really think anyone has really thought of consequences or long term things since Dragon Ball. I remember they talked about uh, in Dragon Ball they talked about using the Dragon Balls and what type of long term effects it would have. The first time Piccolo destroyed the sun or the moon, or the first time Roshi destroyed the moon, he thought about the consequences that came with it. And this kind of felt like that almost an old feeling of Dragon Ball Super. So I was just like, you know what? If they start thinking about consequences when it comes to when it comes to doing just doing things out of the kindness of your heart, I think that's when Dragon Ball gets entirely interesting again. That's when I'm a little bit more more uh, into it than I was the past. Shit, Dragon Ball Z ended in like what 2001, if that 2002 in America. In America, uh, probably like 
2003 because gt came out like 04 and ended like 2005 it's funny i actually had gt on playstation before i knew what gt was same i had dragon balls final, I had dragon Ball final doubt final <laughs> doubt on playstation one right yes. Yo, i keep saying we're family bro i keep saying we're family i keep saying my man bro <laughs> That game used to be hard. You had like five different Super Saiyans, like, and you had to do you had to do wild input combos to get your spirit bomb out. Oh but my yeah, god! It, it, it almost gives me that feeling to where I I don't know anymore. I don't know the direction you're going. When when you really when you think about the juxtaposition between one arc to the nut to the other, that's that's what I think about. And now that you kind of have people who are very amoral to the to the idea of deleting people, billions and trillions of people. At the snap of their finger, I think having people who are amoral to a situation adds, uh, adds like a dynamic to Dragon Ball that I hadn't really seen in in a very long time. So now, as much as I slander Dragon Ball Super, I'm happy. I'm here for it. Yeah, this is not why I'm up here this week. I'm not slandering <laughs> Dragon Ball Super. I'm happy because I mean, you know this. No, this chapter was cool. I mean, it it's ninety seven percent action. Um, which I mean yeah. was a you know a great fight scene. I mean, you really do see how strong the angels are. It's 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 ninety seven percent action, one percent Goku finally getting healed up and somehow him not having a hole in his chest anymore, and two percent Wiz talking shit. Like that's that's <laughs> the two percent of Wiz talking shit is like the best stuff of the chapter. Like him just being like, yeah, man, no, Wiz, I love him. Wiz is such a great character. He's he's so snarky. He's He's so he's so like, you know, he doesn't um he doesn't care. He doesn't he doesn't care. And like he he abides by the rules. He and I think he does actually have a lot of love for Miris. I think he's really sad to see that Miris made a decision that is that was gonna end his life. Um, you know, you even see it with the little like uh, what a annoying little brother, you know, type um you yeah. know, type comment. You know, he you know, you could tell that he has love for his brother, and you could tell that he was he was very sad to see you know, see him go, but, um, you know, Mira's, Mira's making this decision, uh, you know, and him just being like, I'm, I'm holding off so Goku could finish this battle because Goku can now, you know, his, his, his ultra instinct. His full ultra instinct. Yeah, you know, his, his ultra instinct is now complete, his now, you know, fully formed, he disappears, he, you know, he gives Goku this final, like, you know, adios, no, adios, pal, you finish up the job. It's like a gift, yeah. Yeah. And you know we're we're left off with a great um you know we're left off with kind of a a great image a, a a very typical Dragon Ball image that gets you very hyped for the next chapter the next thing that's gonna happen of Goku's yeah. now mad Goku is now pissed and now he is getting ready to ascend to a whole nother level yeah it's it's literally the freezer arc all over and they're on Namek so like as as much as Dragon Ball Super excites me. To kind of just have the amoral characters and just to kind of just do things at the same time, like they're still sticking to what the quintessential Dragon Ball is. Like they're saying, "Oh, we have to ascend from this level to the next." We're saying we have to do we have to do certain things for us to get into the same tropes and shonen tropes that that we know and love for you know for Goku to just be Goku. So I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm very I'm very happy with what's going on right now, and I haven't been happy with Dragon Ball Super in i want to say two years now after after the ultimate uh after the tournament so now that i'm happy with dragon ball super i'm 
I'm excited to keep picking it up every month. Like now I'm like the month by month series are, are doing it for me aside from, uh, from, um, you know, attack on Titan, but this is not why we're here. This is not why we're here today. Listen, we are no. not here for attack on Titan today. Um, we're not here for it. <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, but a good, a very solid super chapter. I do agree with you. There was a point where they were just, it wasn't, I didn't feel that it was bad. It was just lagging. And it was just kind of yeah. like, all right, this this is dragging along to a point where it's like, I, this isn't fun. Um, you know, they I think they were trying to do things to keep us engaged, but it was very, it was a short term fix, and those short term fixes just sometimes they just they hit for the moment, but then it's kind of like, all right, man, whatever, what's next type thing. No, they yeah. they they do it for us because I think as a generation, our expectations are very low for a lot of things. And Dragon Ball has been able to thrive off those low expectations because every like if they put out Super Saiyan five tomorrow, I promise you, I'm I'm gonna be at the first one on the page. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, you know, I'm a hater, but at the same time, I'm a, I'm a hater who is also a child, so I can't hate something for very long. Oh yeah, definitely. I I can't I can't do the same. But um, you know, there is one thing that I am I'm gonna ease up on this week. Another no, monthly they, chapter. They definitely have they definitely have my my mercy for this week. Uh there's or another this month. There, yeah, there's a, there's another thing where I'm a, I'm gonna ease up on this month. This month's chapter of Baruto. And do we have to do this? We do have to do this. We have to do uh, this. This was a loaded we week. Have, fine. I told fine. you it's a loaded week. We have to fine. do this. No, I'm fine with it. Fine, 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 fine. Um, you know, we got, you know, we got this this week's episode of Baruto and or this month's uh Sorry, this month's chapter of Baruto, and I am, I'm on, I am very on the fence about this chapter. <laughs> I'm very on the fence about this chapter, man. There was just, there was just a lot going on, just, just a fucking lot going on. It just, you know, I, I don't, I don't even know where to start with this. I don't even the ADU talk because I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck. I mean, for me, like, I feel the same way. Like, there was a lot, but then also a lot of nothing. Like, um, Jigen shows up. He's in the sky. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm here in the village. He shows up like pain. You know what I'm saying? Planetary devastation. Almighty push. All that good stuff. But he just pulls up and he's just like, I ain't even here to do all of that. I'm just here for one person. Where is Kawaki? And everybody's just like, well, I ain't got the information for you, but you can catch this fist. And everybody's like, all right, so I can kill everybody here right now. But, like, I ain't trying to do all that. So where's Kawaki? And, like, the only big thing for this chapter for me was, like, Boruto, um, they take Kawaki to, like, a, a bomb shelter, basically. And Sasuke is with Boruto, and he's just like, yo, you know, I, you can't be out here. You was a kid. Like, you, you can damage them, but, like, you really ain't supposed to be here. And Boruto's like, you know... I, I, I want to fight, but like, you know, dying kind of scares me also. And the biggest thing from that whole scene was Sasuke giving him the, the cut headband from like where Naruto and Sasuke fought all the way back in part one. And it's just like, okay, you know, you know how Boruto starts with the flashback. He puts on the cut headband and this is where he gets that. He gets Sasuke's headband. So it's just like, all right, he's passing the torch kind of sort of. That's probably the only thing. You know he getting a torch from a bitch nigga though, bro. He getting a torch from a bitch, bro. We're slandering Sasuke. Sasuke's a hoe. We're gonna no, no, we're not gonna do this, bro. Sasuke. Okay. <laughs> I, 
to ease on by. I was because I, I knew what's gonna happen. Hey, no, no, no. Listen, man, we're uh, we're, uh, no. we're no. Oh, listen, man. Baruto no. got the headband. No, <laughs> you hate to see it, but you love to see it. Bro, Baruto got the headband from. A nigga who ran, who was always crying, this moody ass man. I would've, he would have gave me that headband, and it would have still been bitch assness residue on that headband. There's still, there's still a glimpse of bitch assness on that okay. on that headband. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Did he really run? Did Sasuke really run from he people? He ran. He ran, bro. Technically, he, he got he got stole and then decided to stay out. Like, <laughs> oh, he was man. Listen, bro. He ran. He he ran. He cried the whole time. He okay, ran. Okay. Okay. So so just just moving past all of this because <laughs> I'm not even gonna get to old Naruto talk because this episode will be two hours and no one listens. No one wants to listen to two hours of podcast unless it's the Joe Budden podcast. So like, no, hey, I we're not doing that. I, I, I wouldn't mind because like. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would do it too, but I'm a psycho. So chaotic neutral. <laughs> neutral. Okay, man. Did, sit, did sit, man, man, man. Spit your piece. Spit your piece. Cause I right. need to hear this. I need okay. to hear you. So, so you know what? Borto being the uh, the the uh, the um the shirt, the big shuriken. Do you know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of when Sasuke and Naruto had to scheme against Zabuza. Yep. And Sasuke threw the uh, the four seam shuriken, and it turned into Naruto, and he cut Kakashi open from the water prison jutsu. Yeah, that's what that reminded me of. And no, so, it, you know, it was it's very similar. I mean, they do that throughout the whole series, though, where they they, they did it against to, Momoshiki too. They like I'm saying, like they 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 definitely continue to do these like callbacks. I'm not even, I don't even want to call them callbacks anymore. They're just kind of like recycled moves to this point. But I think. For Boruto, I think I think that signifies something significant. I think it signifies his willingness to be a planner. I think it signifies his willingness to kind of just listen to someone else because otherwise, Boruto before this kind of just looked for the short and easy path to go towards things. So like during his tuning exams, he used the uh, the the ninja science. Yeah, and I I think that moving forward i think that kind of legitimizes boruto when it comes to the word of ninjutsu and not using the help and not using certain things to kind of push him forward i think this kind of takes him back into sasuke's realm of of ninjutsu where you had to be quick you had to be you had to be kind of sneaky you you had to be willing to sacrifice someone else's life to do the mission that you had to do and it's even more interesting because i think that when you become a part of a militarized faction at the age of like 13, 14, you think about other things that people don't have to think of. And I think the things that they didn't have to think of were the things that Boruto didn't have to think of. They didn't have to think of the war. They didn't have to think about the Nekto Kage. They didn't have to think about what if someone invaded because it was a relatively global time. Like everyone was linked to everyone. The Kaze Kage and the, uh, and the Hokage were friends. Killer B's First man became the the Hoka, or Hokage version, of the Raikage. That's what I'm thinking of. The Raikage of the Cloud Village, and so the, the and then the guy who was um the advisor to the Mist Hokage 
Mizukage? Yeah, Mizukage. Mizukage. The, the person who was hosting Mizukage, who saw everything happen, was also the Mizukage of the village. So now I think we're in a little bit more of a globalized time, almost to where I think things will kind of start to look like World War II almost, to where we have one specific enemy and we have to handle this. I think Germany will Germany will manifest itself in, not Kawaki, uh, of Momoshiki's faction and everything like that to where it's almost like a world problem instead of just a me and you problem. Like Akatsuki was a me and you problem until it became a world problem right after and then everything became a world problem after that. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I mean, you have a point here, man. You, you have a point here. But wait, I, I are th- you admitting I have a point? This yes, is this I is am. new to me. <laughs> you have a point. Listen, you're yeah. I don't think you're saying anything wrong uh, about you know about this. I do think that this moment is really big for Baruto. I think like this is a. Uh, I mean, even the ending part. Like, I'm not gonna act it like I wasn't like that ending where you know you see Baruto, Naruto, and Sasuke all you know together. I'm like, damn, this is this is a big moment. This really is a big moment for Baruto for him to step up and really truly show that you know he is a he is a true ninja. Um, you know, to even think about him being able to um, to think about the plan himself, and for him to be like, no, like I planned on using this power, I planned on using this. Like you know, Naruto is being a big hater for not letting his son go into the battle. Listen, bro, if your son want to drill shit, like your son drill shit. That's just my philosophy, dog. <laughs> you know, if your, your son want to yeah. if your want your son want to come with the ride along, like I mean, shit. I mean, why not? But nah, um. No, it is a big moment for Baruto, and you know to see him step up as a ninja is cool. I just think, like, I mean, I to be honest, this chapter, I think the biggest thing in this chapter is that they failed Jigen as a villain. They failed yes. him as a villain. There's yes. no way you don't pull up to a village floating above a village. Everyone is scared and of you don't there. Blow evacu- everything up. It don't you have start. to blow everything up. You have to blow everything up. Like you lit. Like that is your goal. The fact that you go down there, you're asking questions, and you're letting people pass on by. I'm talking about you letting people throw shurikens at you, and you're not even responding. How am I supposed to respect you as a villain? And just like you're not even able to, you know, you're you're not you're not drilling shit. Like what I'm saying, like you're not really going down there. You're not giving me this sense of evil or fear. On on the <laughs> but here's the thing though. On the other, I hate to cut you off, bro. But here's the thing on the no, other no. side of that though. It's like. You know his capabilities. You know his power, bro. So, and he knows that too. He just so it's the, it's, for, it, for God's sake. Yeah, it's it's just like, bro. If you know that you could really just like run some shit and drill some shit, like, and everybody knows that, and everybody put out a code alert, like, this is not a drill. Evacuate the village because we ain't trying to have like another planetary devastation type shit. Like, you would really like, you would think like, all right. I'm 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 I don't I don't have to do it because I know I can. But that defeats the so, purpose. So, to me, personally, it almost feels like all of what Naruto Shippuden was. So, um, so the first, like, global threat, the first global threat to the world of Naruto was Deidara. And all he did, he didn't blow up the village. He just took what he needed. The second global threat at that point was Orochimaru. He didn't do anything. He just went after Naruto and Sasuke. The third global threat after that was just, uh, it was just Kisame toby and madara so i think it almost stays in line with the fashion of what naruto does in terms of small problems being a very very big problem like i I don't think you have to take out whole villages 
to put people on notice for what you're doing. And I think that speaks more to the hierarchy of of Naruto and how, you know, these militaristic villages live. So, like, you can kill a commander. You can, you know, you can kill a Kakashi. And that's a big deal in the world. It doesn't feel like that because in the world we live in, you can kill a commander of an entire army and they'll replace them by tomorrow. Yeah. So, I, I, I think the difference is that we feel one way about things because we've, We've almost been raised in a globalistic war mode, war mode, to like the Afghanistan war and everything like that, versus one central thing being a problem in Naruto. And so now we kind of put our influence of our life problems onto onto manga. But here's like it, it, it's because of how the story was also laid out. Like I, I agree with you on that. But it's it's also like when you have the build up and like it, it, it was just a country problem. The Akatsuki were just like this a band of rogue ninjas from each and every country. And then it wasn't until the very end of that war that we say, oh, no, this is actually a global thing with Madara trying to, you know, do the infinite Tsukiyomi on the moon. And now you have all of these. I don't know what they're called. Otsusuki. I don't, I don't fucking know their name. But Bruh, the fucking. I don't know what you're you know what we're talking about. <laughs> no, moon, no. The one. moon people. But, um. You, you know, <laughs> the moon people. Yeah. <laughs> moon niggas. <laughs> niggas. But, like, for real, though. Like, the fact that, like, they came from the moon made it a global problem. And, like, they, they didn't have to be introduced. I was perfectly fine with uh, Madara being the final villain. But that just so happened to be the case. Like, oh, no. These people came from the moon. And that's the whole premise for Boruto. Like, moon niggas trying to come and. I don't know what the fuck they're really trying to do because we we still don't know honestly what momoshiki's yeah, plan was like we know that the fucking we know what the karma is about and like every time somebody has a symbol like they're always going to come back that's a metaphor but like i hate that metaphor but like <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's just like they made it a global thing in the story and so when you have that and you and you're the the enemy is self-aware about what they could do to this entire uh nation and this entire planet it's also a flip side of that to where, you know, I could die at any moment because I had to pull all of my karmas away from Kawaki. So, like, I could actually, like, die for real. But before then, I could really just destroy y'all niggas, find Kawaki, and let that be the end of it. Like, it, it would defeat the purpose. He's not really there on no fuck shit. He, he's more, he's more, I want to say humane, but, like, there's a word for that. I can't think of it right now. But, you know, he's more down to earth. <laughs> that we give him credit for. Yeah, yeah. I I thoroughly enjoy my villains down with the fuck shit. I'm just gonna keep <laughs> it real. I am a, I am fully I Same. fully want my villain to pull up to my front door and be like, you know what, I'm about to blow your neighbor's house up too because just cause I can. Like, no, you know, I, like I don't I just you know and I do agree with you guys that him blowing up the village would have been something outside of the actual story they were trying to tell. But it's like you introduce a guy in such a menacing way and for him to just kind of land and just be like you know i just want this kid like it just felt like yeah, oh, it just damn, wants to like, talk. so like it looks it looks so much different like pain pain didn't want to talk he did all of his talking with jiraiya yeah yeah look if jiraiya and naruto can't explain it to me i don't need to talk to anyone and just started offing people left right left right one two one two he killed kakashi hanada choji's dad and like three other people before he even really talked to anyone. 
We need. I like my villains. Oh fuck shit! Like I tell you, I like exactly. them just. To I don't meet. want my villain to talk to people about certain. Like I don't need your monologue, bro. I watched the entire story. Just start killing niggas, bro. Just start, bro. Listen, man. I don't. There's only a few villains that truly will give me bars and will be like, I, I, I need to hear the bars. We got to get to one Outside. of them niggas in the next in the next section. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause he definitely oh, gave cats yeah. bars. <laughs> You know what? Listen, we go, we gonna cut bar two off right no, there. We're going to that now. We're going to that now. Let's let's get to this now because there is a certain villain who gave. Hey, bro, we got we got the ghost of pop smoke. We have the ghost of pop smoke. Bro, listen. Bro, listen. The fucking room. Yo, I don't, man. Top man, what we where we ranking Shigaraki? Top Yo, time, all time, bro. All time I, villains. Can I cut a promo? Can I cut a promo for Shigaraki? Oh yes, yes, go here. So like, the thing with Shigaraki is like the determination, bro. Just like, like in a lot of anime, a lot of people they see heroes, they say, okay, I get it, but but to have a situation where you're like, no. I understand heroes, but I don't rock with them. I'm calling out the philosophy of heroes. I'm calling out why they're good. I'm calling out everything that they want to do and saying they're doing this for the wrong reason. And I think the vil the villain clan or the villain hive, wh whatever they're called, the League of Villains, that's what they're called. I think the League of Villains has so much more legitimacy than what they're showing us. And I think that when you're in a society of people who just have the ability to do extraordinary things, you have to start asking questions. I don't think the hero society asked those questions. I think the villain society asked those questions, realized they didn't like the answers that they were getting and said, look, we have a different vision. And I think Shigaraki is the culmination of that villain. Definitely. I, there's, um, there's a moment in here where Shigaraki is talking and he's just talking about like is oh I'm trying I'm trying to I'm going to get the exact the exact quote um it's the it's the moment where he says for generations you pretended not to see those you couldn't protect and swept their pain under the rug it's tainted everything you've built you're uh, that means your system is all rotten from the inside with maggots crawling out it all builds up little by little over time listen bro listen dog he That's gave America. listen dog like shit that is the 2020 yeah, it, election it, 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 no for real if you if, if there is a moment in manga that truly summarizes what our world is or what our our year has been it is that right there and like for them and, and this is this is why I like Shigaraki as a villain so much. His hate for heroes, his like his his want to see the the society around him go down isn't rooted in nothingness. I think we get a lot of villains, and this is and like I just said, like literally probably three four minutes ago. I'd love when I see you no know, villains come through and just start blowing shit up. I love it. I think it's really fun. I think like that's I mean the point of a villain anyways is to cause havoc and wreak havoc. But you very, very rarely see these villains that are so deeply rooted in, in something bigger than just, I just want to cause havoc. I just want to cause chaos. 
and or I like I just want to destroy the universe like that's it like he's like yo listen no nah, there's a real ass reason why I hate you guys there's a real ass thing that you guys do and that like this society is just how tainted it is and all these things and this is why I am the way I am this is why I search the power that I search for this is why I want to destroy you guys and I think this is really dope because in a, a few chapters before we get a moment where he has this moment where he has to choose. Do I want to go this route that my master has set for me or do I want to be my own villain? And to see him be like, no, what? F like, I understand you gave me this power, but this power is now mine. I am now my own villain. This is why I'm now here. To see him fully now just kind of step into that, give his reasoning and really truly like engulf that. Like, we like there is i can't really think of a better villain in anime right now or in like in manga at all like he's he's really top one villains right now it because it's just a how well he just how well he can just even push the story himself like most stories are all centered around the hero you know but you know my hero he's also a huge contributor to what this whole you know story plot is you know, this really, you know, this even adds a different side to Deku of like, you know, when Deku finally, you know, we're getting the story told from the sense of Deku's already the number one hero. How does this moment change Deku? How does this moment change like his trajectory as a hero and how he changed, like, does he change as a hero? How does he change the society? So like so, this, this moment is, is way too dope for me. Uh, like they, they really went, they really went all in on this chapter. So to me, um, like, so I'm I'm finally gonna gonna put the spoilers out there. Spoiler alert for anyone who who listens and doesn't watch, or doesn't read. I one I encourage you to read because that's the life. But two, LJ's name is R.I.P. Old nigga. <laughs> <laughs> LJ's name is R.I.P. Old nigga. And that wasn't for mirrors. It was not for mirrors. It was for the passing of. Uh, was he a number one hero? I don't. Was he a number one hero ever? I don't think so. I think it was like top five. They, we don't actually get that information. I don't think because the oldest people in the story right now are well, are, are, are him and old and all night, right? Oh, uh, recovery girl, recovery girl. I think recovery those are girl too. Yeah. So you know, just to get the RIP, the good prayers out there. Um, RIP to Grant Serino for those who have read, for those who. For those who are going to read, Gran Torino was gone. He got. He might have one more plus ultra in him. One more. I got. I got one more in him. Cause, but um, R.I.P. Old nigga. I, I I think that um, I think that it makes sense. I think if you're trying to move forward in a new in a new generation of heroes, there are two heroes who know about Shigaraki prior to his meeting for All for One. It is All Might. And it is Gran Torino. Yeah. Gran Torino, who worked with the former One for All. Uh, what's her name? And... Nana? Yeah, I think her name is Nana. Yeah. Bruh, I don't, I don't, I don't know names. I, I barely know my name. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all niggas be reminding me for real. Nah, uh, yeah. yeah. Nana. Yeah, I, I think that the, the end of the people who understand where Shigaraki comes from puts my hero into a whole new perspective i think that it puts them in a place where shigaraki no longer has to act within the confines of how people used to think of him and so now this this is when he gets evil this is when characters start dying this is when characters start losing their quirks 
And I think that that, sig- that significance is, is huge in My Hero. I think I almost think we're getting into the end game of My Hero. You think? Do you think or, it's the end game? I don't think it's the end game, but I think we're we're inching close to it. So you remember how at the the special ending of Avengers: Age of Ultron was Thanos going into the Infinity Gauntlet without the stone, saying, "Okay, I'll do it myself." Yeah. I think this is Shigaraki saying, "Okay, I'll do it myself." See, to me, I, I kind of see like if you if you watch or read One Piece, I kind of see it, this part as like the Marine Ford part, where it's like it's the it's the transition of age, where you know, kind of you have Gran Torino kind of like symbolizing Whitebeard or whatever, and Shimura is you know he's signifying the new age. He could be like Blackbeard in this instance. So it 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 all falls into like I think this is really just a halfway point. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. I think this is just like the new no, age, like. The villains are gonna be on top. Shigaraki is gonna build the the future that he envisions, and we're gonna we're gonna see a rise from like the the young heroes who are like, no, this is the society that that we feel for. Like we understand you as a person, and we we can't allow that, but we understand. And so, in order to fix that, we're gonna fix society ourselves the right way without like shutting people out. That's how I feel like the story could go. That I feel like that's the most logical sense. But in this instance right now. I just think that this is like the midway point of the story. Like this is where shit starts to turn. Definitely. And how, no, definitely. how Deku I becomes number one. Where, where, no, this is definitely where people start to make names for themselves. I see Bakugo. I see Hold Up. I just realized Todoroki is a mid. You said Todoroki is a mid. No, 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 no. I know where he's going with <laughs> He just said Todoroki mid. <laughs> Uh, listen, what does Todoroki have to do with this? Hey, Reggie, he's catching a stray. He's dead catching a stray right now. You're- look, look, my laptop is on 18%. I'm not going to talk about it now. I'm not going to talk about it now. He had a, he he had a stray. Show. He had a slide that one in there. He caught a stray. AD knows. It is Bakugo, Midoriya, and Todoroki. Fighting right now with Endeavor. I mean, it someone is... ain't pulling their weight, and it's not Bakugo or Midoriya. Okay, listen. Okay, to, to give Todoroki his 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 quick his very quick excuse, the only reason why he isn't in this right now is to keep Deku's secret safe. That's the only reason why he isn't here right now. Only reason Bakugo knows the secret. Bakugo knows the secret. Azawa knows the secret. Um, Endeavor might. Um, and Gran and Torino definitely knows. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he might. He he he, he yeah. But um, and, and Gran Torino knows the secret. That's the only reason why these guys are here. If the secret wasn't on the line, I feel, I feel that Todoroki would be there. But I don't know. But I'm giving him this slight pass now. I'm gonna give him okay. the slight pass now. But yeah, I like like Ad said. I I think it's it's a move into the next generation of heroes. Because at this point, what can Endeavor do? Do we get a time skip? Do y'all think we get a time skip? I think it's, it's, a, it's a strong skip. possibility. Do we get? Do I, we... I don't think you can have a long term manga without some form of a time skip. Whether it be how Time Paradox Ghost Rider did it, in terms of just saying, "Yo, such and such days have passed, and now I'm here," or it's kind of like the Death Note time skip, where it's just like, "Okay, they're doing this," so time skip happened. But yeah, I, I think we got a time skip. Yeah, I I mean I could see it happening. I mean, once again, my name is RP'd. Oh nigga. 
RFP Gran Torino. <laughs> I mean, listen, but his death was meaningful. His death means something. He probably does get one last plus, plus ultra and like darts in front of the bullet and gets his quirk erased and then dies in Deku's arms or something like that. Um, you know, it, you know, next week, next week's chapter is a very on edge chapter because, you know, you, you know, Deku's in a position where he, it's cool to see him use the black whip. I think this is the first time we've used, seen him use it during this battle so far. Um, you know, he, you know, he got that, you got Endeavor coming through with a mega fire punch that's about to happen. And, you know, you know, Shigaraki's trying to make one last little, you know, his, I think his goal is a racer head. And even if the bullet does hit a racer head, I'm, I would not be, I would not be upset with it. And here's why I wouldn't be upset with a racer head losing his quirk is because he has already established himself as a hero that can, that can only use his quirk as it, like his quirk is very supportive. You know what I'm saying? Like he got hands. Like he really, he really wins all his fight with hands, and like his, you know, his quirk just kind of evens the battle. Um, no, so he's Lou he Williams. His quirk, he's I think, it just keeps him in the story. He's still allowed to be his teacher. He's still very knowledgeable of being a hero, so he's still able to contribute to the story without actually having to be out in the battlefield. I mean, it's kind of a he will just kind of take an All Might role now, where All Might doesn't have his quirk anymore, and you know he can, um, you know, supervise, he can, but he still contributes to the story. Yeah, yeah, but here's the question. Here's the big question of this, though. Aizawa loses his quirk. Shigaraki gets all his quirks back. What happens next? I mean, oof. I mean, that's the that's that's the fun in it. That is the my, fun in it. I think I think my hero has been very shown in in being typical in the sense that they kind of telegraph a lot of things that happen when they when they did the the villain saga. At the at the end of, of season one, they were kind of like, okay, this is what we expect from the villains. And then after that, it kind of just went rogue. And then they'll kind of be able to jump back in between not having shown in Trumps and having shown in Trump uh troop tr- tropes? Tropes, not Trumps. True. <laughs> hey, bruh, pool parties is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think being able to kind of jump in between those and being able to explain certain things. I think that there is a role carved out for uh, for Eraserhead that wouldn't have been there prior, but is there now, and they're they're able to to really do their things and kind of just like ha- not having a quirk is not the end all be all of the character anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, we see Mario is still prevalent. We see Eraser Eraserhead is going to be prevalent whether he loses quirk or not. Um, not Nightshade. Uh, the the motherfucker who tells the future. His his presence is oh, still very prevalent, Night Eye? even though he died. Night Eye, yeah, bro, I'm terrible with names. Like I I've been watching 16 episodes of ReZero, and the only reason that I know Subaru's name is because he's a car. So, like, <laughs> hey, bro, I get Ram and Ram confused all the time in that show. Like all the time, they, they make no sense. <laughs> but nah, he um, you know, it's. It's intense. It's very intense right now. And you know, once again, this is a this is a big testament of my hero. Okay, I will say Jujutsu Kaisen is probably the best manga out right now. But my hero will forever be in that top three rotation. And they go through Easily. these spurts where they, they are their top one. Um Easily. what's up? Uh 
I gotta, I'm catching up right now. I gotta, I gotta feel like, I feel like that, that. Jujutsu Kaisen's top one right now. I told you, Mario's top three. Honestly. Yo, so, AD, you were talking all that shit about me, talking about, yo, he's not even caught. Yes, I am, bro. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm unemployed. I'm caught up, bro. I don't have a job. <laughs> because I spent my time catching up on Dr. Stone and then reading, like, other stuff. I've been reading Prince of Tennis. Like, I've been rotating around. Like, Which is really great, by the way. <laughs> great, by the way. Great. But, nah, man. But, like, my hero, you know, it's, it's forever going to be in that top thing. They consistently show why, though. You know, even like they, yeah. like you it, said, it doesn't get stale. It doesn't get stale at all. It doesn't. And they did what I think a lot of people, when they first really jumped into the series, got afraid of, which is people were these, these characters are going to be defined by their quirks. And they did the exact opposite. Where these quirks, yeah. these quirks are actually kind of, in a sense, defined by the person using them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Personality and traits. That, yeah, for real. And like and they have done that so well to the point where it's like like you said, there's not a stale moment, which makes this thing so great and so fun to read and why like legit you, you can't put it down. Even when and this is why also they can do things like step away from the main storyline, step away from the main characters and still tell a compelling ass story with all these side characters, you know, that we just saw in the past couple chapters where we you know we everyone's looking at Momo and you know, looking at, you know, Red Riot and all these, you know, guys and seeing them do their thing and be like, damn, bro, this is just as exciting as, you know, the main storyline, the main thing that's going down. So, you know, my once man, my hero is they they're they've been so consistent in, in what special. they've been doing. It's, it's special. It's very special. Especially special for a thing that I think we can all agree on is gonna be very it's gonna be a long running thing. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be eight hundred eight hundred chapters plus. And if it's not, not to say that I'm I'm underwhelmed by it, but I, I think that the what they've done so far, I think we have another five six years of this, and I'm I'm happy to read. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. In five years, I'll be thirty one, and I'll be reading my my child like my hero, which is <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with. That. Yeah, I I really you know there's something you did say uh, about like I don't want my kid reading Dragon or like you know Dragon Ball to be like the first thing like my kids. No, like the first. I, I don't. At yeah, all. and, like, and that's, I truly I agree with that because I feel like as Dragon Ball now is definitely for Dragon Ball fans that have been fans of the yes. series since Dragon Long Ball. You know, fans. yeah, you know what yes. I'm saying. This, you know, Dragon Ball is 20, now for 30 year fans. My, yes. my hero, my hero is the Dragon Ball of now. My hero is the yes. Dragon Ball Z of now. And the opportunity oh. to get into it is right now as it's getting to a kind of a halfway climax. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And like, I mean, shit, kids got it easy now, bro. The dub yeah, turnouts, like said, the dub turnouts now are so much better than the dub turnouts we got. <laughs> it's a bruh, like I said, I'm a, I'm a middle school teacher. My 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, then when I reference my hero in my lessons, they're like, oh, Deku. All right, cool. We're all on the same page here. So this is not something that is new to us. And then parents, when I talk to them about, oh, yeah, I talk about Midoriya, the parents know exactly who I'm talking about. It's almost Goku-esque in a sense that, like, very, we're, we're here. Like, this, this is this generation's Dragon Ball. Like, I think we're going to get four or five, six iterations of my hero. I mean, we already got a, we already got the, they already got the spinoff, and the spinoff is wait, really wait, good. Yeah, Vigilantes. we already have three. What am I saying? Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, listen, my hero is really here for the long run. I mean, like once it's it's just a special time to be a fan and the fact to be to be alive long enough to see 
like in a sense two phenomenons <laughs> like like you know bro, it's wild it's, it's crazy wild. it's really crazy to think like bro i've been alive long enough to see the dragon ball takeover where everything's dragon ball i mean and that's and i don't even want to disrespect like naruto to a sense cause i feel naruto is its own phenomenon we've seen three four phenomenons when it comes to anime yeah we've seen gundam we've seen dragon ball we've seen my hero we've seen naruto we have seen four generations of different anime come up. Demon Slayer and now. We're still hey, Demon, you know, Demon, this whole Demon talk, Sl and nobody has mentioned One Piece, so I'm kind of sad, and that's still the longest <laughs> running. Like, that hurts my heart. And it's still the longest running. <laughs> still the longest running. Uh, listen, I, I give... One Piece is really good. One Piece is long running. I feel One Piece is very... Um, I think One Piece is his own... Sep I, think, I think I would never... I won't put One Piece... In the same, I'm not saying same category, but I want to talk about One Piece in the same way I talk about Dragon Ball because I feel Dragon Ball had like no. there's a very specific like moment of Dragon Ball. Yeah, I think One Piece. So. I think what makes One Piece so special is that it it's it's been so consistent and been so long running, and like it still keeps people engaged. They still have these fans. Like they still yep. have the you know no no people are still very very into One Piece. Um. Yep. I, I just I think I put them on two different wavelengths of 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 special because like Dragon Ball was everywhere like everyone like bro everybody loved Dragon Ball like you know the hardest nigga on your block like Dragon Ball you know what I mean like I mean this is facts uh, you know but you know but One Piece One Piece has done such a good job of catering so well to their fans and even in a sense. Um, catering even to new fans you know and he's keeping the story being told in a way that's very fun it's you know people talk really bad about one piece and how long it is one piece isn't as hard of a read and or a watch as people make it seem it's really not when you yeah. actually like all you have to really do is just start doing it like reading and watching like from the beginning yeah. it's, it's not you a have to it's, skip filler you really just have to skip filler. even the filler ain't even that bad that's the that's the best and worst part about it i like the filler yeah so one of my favorite so th this is kind of getting off topic. But my, one of my favorite arcs of Bleach is the bounce, and and right before they get to a, into a wrong car. So that's like I I fuck with filler arcs. Filler arcs are good. It's just some of One Piece filler arcs they're kind of like, eh. Yeah, I mean, there's there, everybody only claims like one filler arc, and that's the G8 one. That's when they come after Sky Island and they fall down and they end up in like the Marine base. That's probably the only good filler arc. Everything else is like, I hate eh. that one. Yeah, I hate that one. <laughs> yeah, you really? Oh no, we gotta have a smoke now, bro. You. <laughs> that's probably no. the best. So we're we're at an hour twenty, and we're in the all in the group chat together. So we're talking about this. We gotta change the chat <laughs> yes, name that's now. That's true. That's true. That's true. We're not we're not talking about Tenya anymore. <laughs> I hate that one. I hate that uh, one. Nah, so bro. We got, we got, we got, we got to talk about this. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But you know, man, uh, man, Sid, thank you so much for pulling up on this dog. <laughs> Sid, like I, Sid like came I said. in. <laughs> Sid came like said, in, man, just... brought the energy as always. I mean, that's every episode. But man, Sid, thank you again, bro, for pulling up, man. Like I said, bro, y'all, y'all are family now. Like for sure, my children who. My my children will know Uncle LJ, Uncle uh, Uncle AD. Like, like I will send them to Atlanta, and and like the random ass Midwest. <laughs> hey man, listen, I'm not gonna be here forever, dog. Give me three years. <laughs> give me three right. years. Let me get my, give me get my bread right. I'm gonna be somewhere else, dog. I'm gonna Big be somewhere in the east. We we gonna make a move. We gonna make these moves, man. 
We gonna make we gonna make these moves. Um, you know, uh, man, sit sit. Plug you and plug plug suction eight right now. Oh, is he is he gone? I, he did say his uh, laptop was dying. All right, man. So since his laptop died at the final buzzer, but um, you know, we wanna you know give a shout out to Sid. Follow him at Blue Squid Park, and man, make sure y'all listen to the Section Eight No Jutsu podcast. Uh, all those guys over there are great and awesome. It's a it's a fun podcast. They bring the same energy that the Lookout and the Big Eyes brings every week. So definitely tap into them. Uh, man, follow the Lookout RNC. Man, shout out to man, shout out to all those black creators, bro. Shout out to oh, all yeah. me, all the creators, you know, all, all the, the creators, creators that, all the creators. But all of those, man, everybody, like all the work, all the love in the community, like oh, everybody, man. it was amazing. That for real, man, it was so amazing to see how many people really just just posted and just showed love and like not even just showed love to us, but to see all the other people showing love to other people. Like under like it was it was amazing, man. And like that's that's man, that type of stuff right there really shows like what we do it for, why we're about this, you know, why we you know, why we do this every week, why we pull up every week and why we, you know, we push out these shows because this is you know, this is you no, know, like this is what we do, man. And this is what we do it for. It's just to have fun, to to bring love and just to to bring more and add more to the community. So, you know, follow us on the lookout RNC, follow us on Instagram, follow us on uh Twitter, subscribe to all the podcasts and surprise us uh the podcast episodes. Um yeah, man. Just just thank uh once again, shout out to Sid who has a dead laptop right now for <laughs> pulling up. Uh, you know, thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, AD, what's our motto? Read more manga, watch more anime, drink a whole lot more water. You know, a lot water. have yourselves a nice man, day. Have yourself a nice day. Um, and, and yeah, man, we out. Peace.